Good evening, everyone. This is Julia George with a new episode of the Shakespeare Saga. Today marks the sixth episode of Shakespeare Saga. Major sponsors are the Zenities app, available on Google Play and Amazon apps, and the Ultimate Bacon Platter, provided and available in Beverly Hills and LA County area. To know more about how to support Zenity's app or to order the Wagon Party box, check further details on the website. So basically with the sixth episode going on, we're still, we're going, yesterday was like a fun episode of um, where there was the readings of Act 4 and it was kind of mellow, less intensity. I think on um, episodes two and three, while we were reading, while I was reading the passages, there was a lot of intensity in what was going on at the time. But yesterday's chapter was a lot more the praiseworthiness of the lady and um, it, it was. The whole atmosphere was a lot more positive, I guess. So uh, today we are going to continue with Act 4. And I think we move into Scene 5. So here it goes. We enter Clown and Shepherd. Aside, aside, here is more matter for a hot brain. Every lane's end, every shop, church, session, hanging yield, a careful man work. Clo, see, see, what a man you are now. There is no other way but to tell the king she is challenging and none of your flesh and blood. Shep, nay, but hear me. Clo, nay, but hear me. Shep, go to them. Clo, she being none of your flesh and blood. Your flesh and blood has not offended the king, and so your flesh and blood is not to be punished by him. Show those things you found about her, those secret things, all but what she has with her. This being done, let the law go whistle, I warrant you, Shep. I will tell the king all every word, yeah, and his son's pranks too. Who I may say is no honest man, neither to his father nor to me, to go about to make me the king's brother-in-law. Clo, indeed, brother-in-law, was the farthest of you could have been to him, and then your blood had been the dearer, and I know how much an ounce. Out. Very wisely, puppies, Shep. Well, let us to the king. There is that, is this Fardell. We'll make him scratch his beard. Out. I know not what impediment this complaint may be to the flight of my master. Glow, pray hardly. He be at palace. Out. 
Though I'm not naturally honest, I'm so sometimes by chance. Let my pocket up my peddler's excitement. How now, rustics, whither are you bound? Ship to the palace, at it like your worship, out. Your affairs there, what, with whom, the condition of the fardel. The palace, the place of your dwelling, your names, your ages, of what having, breeding, and anything that is fitting to be known, discover. Clove, we are but plain, plain fellows, sir. Out, a lie, you are rough and hairy. Let me have no lying. It becomes none but tradesmen, and they often give us soldiers the lie, but we pay them for it with stamped coin, not stabbing steel. Therefore, they do not give us the lie. Chloe, your worship had like to have given us one if you had not taken yourself with the manor. Shep, are you a courtier? Aunt like you, sir? Whether it like me or no, I am a courtier. Seest thou not the heir of the court in these enfoldings? Hath not my gate in it the measure of the court? Receives not thy nose, quote, odor from me? Reflect I not on thy baseness, court contempt. Thinkest thou for that I insinuate? a toaz from thee thy business i am therefore no courtier i am courtier cap a pay and one that will either push on or pluck back thy business there whereupon i command thee to open thy affair ship my business sir is to the king out what advocate hast thou to him Ship, I know not, and like you. Chloe, advocates the court word for a present. Say you have none, Ship. None, sir, I have no pheasant, cock nor hen. Out, how blessed are we that are not simple men, yet nature might have made me as these are. Therefore, I will not disdain, Chloe. This cannot be but a great courtier, Shep. His garments are rich, but he wears them not handsomely. Chloe, he seems to be the more noble in being fantastical. A great man, I warrant. I know by the picking one's teeth. Out, the fardel there. What's the fardel? Wherefore that box, Shep? Sir. There lies such secrets in the in this fardel and box, which none must know but the king, and which he shall know within this hour, if I may come to the speech of him. Out, age, thou hast lost thy labor. Shep, why, sir? Out, the king is not at the palace. He is gone aboard. A new ship to purge melancholy.
and heir himself. For if thou beest capable of things serious, thou must know the king is full of grief. Shep. So tis said, sir, about his son, that should have married a shepherd's daughter. Out. If that shepherd be not in hand fast, let him fly. The curses he shall have, the tortures he shall feel, will break the back of man, the heart of monster. Chloe. Think you, Sozer, out, not he alone shall suffer. What wit can make heavy and vengeance bitter? But those that are germane to him, though removed fifty times, shall all come under the hangman, which, though it be great pity, yet is necessary. An old sheep whistling rogue, a ram tender, to offer to have his daughter come into grace. Some say he shall be stoned, but that death is too soft for him, say I. Draw a throne into a sheep coat. All deaths are too few, the sharpest too easy, Clo. Has the old man ear a son? Sir, do you hear and like you, sir? Am out. He has a son who shall be flayed alive, then anointed over with honey, set on the head of a wasp's nest. Then stand till he be three quarters and a drowned dead. Then recovered again with aqua vitae or some other hot infusion. Then raw as he is. And in the hottest day, prognostication proclaims. Shall he be set against a brick wall? The sun looking with a southward eye upon him, where he is to behold him with flies blown to death. But what talk we of these territory rascals, whose miseries are to be smiled at, their offenses being so capital? Tell me, for you seem to be honest, plain men, what you have to the king. Being something gently considered, I'll bring you where he's abroad. Tender your persons to his presence. Whisper him in your behalf. And if it be in man besides the king, he affects your suits. Here is man shall do it. Clo. He seems to be a great authority. Close with him. Give him gold. And though authority he is, he be a stubborn bear. Yet he is oft, led by nose with gold. Show the inside of your purse to the outside of his hand, and no more ado. Remember, stoned and flayed alive. Ship. And please you, sir, to undertake the business for us. He is the gold I have. I'll make it as much more and beat this young man in Pontill. I bring it to you, out, after I have done what I promised. Shep, aye, sir, out, will, 
Give you, give me the moiety. Are you party in this business? Well, in some sort, sir. But though my case be pitiful, one I hope I shall not be flayed out of it. Out. Oh, that's the case of the shepherd's son. Hang him. He'll be made an example. Clo, comfort, good comfort. We must to the king and show our strange sides. He must know tis none of your daughter nor my sister. We are gone else. Sir, I will give you as much as the old man does when the business is performed and remain, as he says, your pawn till it be brought to you. Out, I will trust you. Walk before toward the seaside. Go on the right hand. I will put, I will but look upon the hedge and follow you. Clo, we are blessed in this man, as I may say, even blessed. Shep, let's before as he bids us. He was provided to do us good. Out. If I had a mind to be honest, I see fortune would not suffer me. She drops booties in my mouth. I am courted now with a double occasion, gold and a means to do the prince my master good, which, who knows how that may turn back to my advancement. I will bring these two moles, these blind ones, aboard him, if he thinks it fit to shore them again, and that the complaint that hath to the king concerns him. Nothing let him call me rogue, for being so far of officious, for I am proof against that title, and what shame else belongs to it. To him will I present them. There may be matter in it. Act 5, Scene 1 A room in Leontes' palace. Enter Leontes, Cleomenes, Dion, Paulina, and servants. Clo. Sir, you have done enough and have performed a saint-like narrow sorrow. No, no fault could you make, which you have not redeemed. Indeed, Paid down, more patience, penitence, than done trespass. At the last, do as the heavens have done, forget your evil. With them forgive yourself, Leon, whilst I remember her and her virtues, I cannot forget my blemishes in them, and so still think of the wrong I did myself, which was so much, that hairless, Airless is hath made my kingdom, and destroyed the sweetest companion that ere man bred his hopes out of. Paul, true, too true, my lord. If one by one you wedded all the world, or from the all that are took something good to make a perfect woman, she you you killed would be unparalleled. Leon, I think so. Killed? She I killed, I did so, but thou strikest me 
sorely to say I did. It is as bitter. Upon thy tongue is in my thought. Now, good now. Say so, but seldom. Quail, not at all, good lady. You might have spoken a thousand things that would have done the time more benefit and graced your kindness better. Paul, you are one of those would have him wed again, Dion. If you would not so, you pity not the state, nor, nor the remembrance of his most sovereign name. Consider little the dangers by his highness fail of issue may drop upon his kingdom and devour in certain lookers on. What were more holy than to rejoice the former queen is well? What holier than for royalty repair, for present comfort and for future good, to bless the bed of majesty again with a sweet fellow to it? Paul, there is none worthy, respecting her that's gone, besides the gods, will have fulfilled their secret purposes. For has not the divine Apollo said, it's not the tenor of his oracle, that King Leontes said, shall not have an heir, till his lost child be found, which that it shall, is all as monstrous to our human reason, as my Antigonus to break his grave, and come again to me, who on my life did perish with the infant. Tis your counsel, my lord, should to the heavens be contrary. Oppose against their wills, care not for issue. The crown will find an heir, great Alexander, left his to the worthiest, worth, worthiest, so his successor was like to be the best. Leon, good Paulina, who has the memory of Hermione? I know, in honor, oh, that ever I had squared me to thy counsel. Then, even now, I might have looked upon my queen's full eyes, have taken treasure from her lips, Paul, and left them more rich for what they yielded. Thou speakest truth, Leon. No more such wives, therefore no wife, one worse, and better used would make her sainted spirit again possess her corpse, and on this stage where we offer offenders move, appear soul-vexed, and begin, why to me, Paul? Had she such power, she had just cause, Leon. She had, and would incense me, to murder her I married. Paul, I should so, rare the ghost that walked, I'd bid you mark her eye, and tell me, what dull part int you close her then i'd shriek that even your years 
should rift to hear me, and the words that followed should be remember mine. Leon, stars, stars. And all eyes else dead calls. Fear thou no wife, I have no wife, Paulina. Paul, will you swear never to marry, but by my free leave? Leon, never, Paulina. So be blessed, my spirit, Paul. Then good, my lords, bear witness to his oath. Cleo, you tempt him over much. Paul, unless another is like her meal, as he her picture, affront his eye. Cleo, good madam, Paul, I have done yet. If my lord will marry, if you will, sir, no remedy but you will. Give me the office to choose you a queen. She shall not be so young as was your former, but she shall be such as fought your first queen's ghost. It should take joy to see her in your arms. Leon, my true Paulina, we shall not marry till thou bidst us. Paul, that shall be when you first queens again in breath, never till then. Enter a gentleman, gent, one that gives out himself, Prince Florizel, son of Polixenus, and his princess, she the fairest I have yet beheld, desires access to your high presence, Leon. What with him? He comes not like to his father's greatness, his approach, so out of circumstance and sudden. Tell us, tis not a visitation framed, but forced. My need and accident, what train? Gent, but few, and those but mean. Leon, his princess see you with him? Gent, I, the most peerless piece of earth. I think that ere the sun shone bright on. Paul, O Hermione, as every present time doeth boast itself about a better gone, so must thy grave give away to what's seen now. Sir, you yourself have said and writ so, but your writing now is colder than that theme. She had not been, nor was not to be equaled, that does your worse, flowed with her beauty once. Tis surely it to say you have seen a better. Gent, pardon, madam, the one I have almost forgot, your pardon. The other, when she has obtained your eye, will have your tongue too. This is a creature, would she begin a sect, might quench the zeal of all professors else, make proselytes of who she would bid follow. Paul, how, not woman? Gent, woman will love her, that she is a woman, more worth than any man, men, that she is the rarest of all women. Leon, 
go Cleomenes, yourself assisted with your honored friends. Bring them to your embracement. He does should steal upon us. Paul, had our prince, jewel of children, seen this hour, he had paired well with this lord. There was not full of month between their boots. Leon, pretty no more, sees thou knowest. He dies to me again, and when talked of, sure, when I shall see this gentleman, thy speeches will bring me to consider that which may unfurnish me of reason. They are come. We enter Cleomenes, Cleomenes and others with Florizel and Perdita. Your mother was most true to wedlock, prince, for she did print your royal father off, conceiving you where I, but twenty-one, your father's image is so hit in you. His very heir, that I should call you brother, as I did him, and speak of something wildly, by us performed before, most dearly welcome. And your fair princess, goddess, O oh, alas, I lost a couple that twixt heaven and earth, might thus have stood begetting wonder, as your gracious couple do. And then I lost your all mine own folly, the society admitted to of your brave father, whom, though bearing misery, I desire my life once more to look on him. Flo, by his command have I heard touched Sicilia, and from him give you all greetings that a king at friend can send his brother, and but infirmity, which waits upon worn times, had something seized, his wished ability he had himself, the lands and waters twixt your throne and his, measure to look upon you, whom he loves. He bade me say so, more than all the scriptures and those that bear them living. Leon, O oh my brother, good gentleman, the wrongs I've done, these stir afresh within me, and these thy offices, so rarely kind, are as interpreters of my behind-hand slackness. Welcome hither, as is the spring to the earth, and hath he too exposed the paragon to the fearful usage. At least, ungentle of the dreadful Neptune, to great a man not worth her pains, much less the adventure of her person. Flo, good my lord, she can from she came from Libya, Leon, where the warlike smallest, that noble honored lord, is feared and loved. Flo, most royal sir, from thence, from him whose daughter his tears proclaimed his, parting with her, thence a prosperous south wind friendly, we have crossed 
to execute the charge my father gave me for visiting your highness. My best train I have from your Sicilian shores dismissed. Who for Bohemia bent to signify not only my success in Libya, sir, but my arrival and my wives in safety here where we are. Leon, the blessed gods, purge all infection. From our air whilst you do climate here. You have a holy father, a graceful gentleman against whose person, so sacred as it is, I have done sin, for which the heavens, taking angry note, have left me issueless, and your father is blessed as from heaven merit it with you. Worthy his goodness, what might I have been? Might I, a son and daughter, now have looked on such godly things as you? Enter, Lord, Lord, most noble sir, that which I shall report will bear no credit. Were not the proof so nigh. Please you, great sir, Bohemia greets you from himself by me, desires you to attach his son, who has his dignity and duty both cast off, fled from his father, from his hopes, and with a shepherd's daughter. Leon, where's Bohemia? Speak, Lord. Here's your city. I now came from him. I speak amazing, amazingly, and it becomes my marvel and my message to your court. Whilst he was hastening, in the chase it seems of their fair couple meets me, he on the, on the way, the father of the seeming lady and her brother, having both their country quitted with this young prince. Flo, Camillo has betrayed me, whose honor and whose honesty till now endured all withers. Lord, late soul to his charge, he's with the king your father. Leon, who, Camillo? Lord, Camillo, sir, I speak with him. Who now has these poor men in question? Never saw I, wretches, so quick. They kneel. They kiss the earth. Forswear themselves as often as they sp speak. Bohemia stops his ears and threatens them with divers death in death. Purr. Oh, my poor father, the heaven-set spies upon us will not have our contract celebrated. Leon, you are married? Flo, we are not, sir nor are we like to thee. Appreciate your lessons. Um, we will definitely continue. Um, again, our sponsors are Zenidi's app and the, rich, the vegan platter available in Los Angeles areas and Beverly Hills areas. Um, kindly do contribute and support. Um, Have a good one.